I would tell them that really take a look at your business model and the problem that you're solving in the specific space that you're in. There's numerous amount of resources, so educate yourself. There's plenty of resources out there, um, whether it's from funding or whether it's resources. And um, I highly believe your network is your net worth. Uh, so utilize your network and learn as much as, much as you can from reaching out to individuals within the industry that you're in. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, a serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups and seven and eight figure businesses, as well as a founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Now today we've got another great guest on the podcast, uh, May Mabu. And uh, May grew up in uh, New York City um, before uh, relocating to Texas uh, midway through high school um, and then started out or going off to college, started out in pre-med and then decided to switch over to broadcast uh, journalism. Also did uh, some internships in that field. Um, and then after that, um, started her own business uh, with uh, cosmetics, I believe, and even uh, going to Singapore to grow that business. Um, also went to uh, also uh, went to Africa and did a few uh, business things there as well as uh, helped them with their education and then uh, decided to relocate back to the U.S. and uh, started another business in uh, VR and augmented reality for education and uh, learning uh, language learning has been doing that ever since. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, May. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Absolutely excited to, to have you on and uh, have a great discussion. So, so I just gave the condensed version to a much longer journey. So why don't we rewind and unpack that a bit? So kind of tell us how your journey got uh, started uh, moving from uh, from New York to uh, mid-tech or to Texas. Yeah, so I actually grew up in New York City in Queens. Um, and my dad was actually in the IT sector. So he relocated for his work um, to Texas and have been here since ever since since 2000, uh, since June of 2000. Awesome. So you so you moved to Texas. And then uh, after go, or finishing up high school, you went into the college, as I'd mentioned. So tell us a little bit about kind of you, I think you started with going to pre med and then decided to, to switch majors. Yeah, so I actually went to University of North Texas, and um, I was doing pre-med and decided to switch to communication and broadcasting journalism. I felt like I was better, more of a public speaker, and um, Diane Sawyer was one of my idols, so wanted to do something and relate in something closer to that. Mm, makes 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 sense. So you, you switch majors and then. I think you said you also did some internships while you're in school or with that major kind of or once you switched over how where did the path take you from there yeah so one of the things that i did was while i was going to school i was actually working in 
um, just a college job in the retail sector. So I one of the tools that I utilized was um, I was working for Estee Lauder and they provided um, tuition reimbursement. If you went to school and got all um, everything above B's and while you were working full time. So I took advantage of that and um, double majored in broadcasting and journalism. So by the time I graduated, I realized I was in a very um, high tiered position, executive position and doing what I really enjoyed utilizing my communication skills and in the beauty sector and uh, kind of continued that onwards uh, since I was so successful at it. So now you did that and it started out kind of as maybe internships or doing that while you were in school. Now, I believe at some point that took you over to Singapore. Is that right? It did. So for Messi Lauder, I actually started working for Lush Cosmetics in the U.S. throughout North America, training um, as well as business development. And what I did was um, I had a family member in Singapore. And um, as I was visiting her, one of the things that I was talking to her about is uh, that Singapore didn't have any Lush locations there. So we decided to apply for a Lush uh, partnership and um, six months later, we received a phone call. There were over 130, uh, as well as um, business, really large uh, individuals with firms uh, that had the funding, but they decided to give it to us. So I packed my bags and relocated to Singapore. Now, and so once you you packed your bags and uh, went to Singapore, how long were, were you there for? I was there for four and a half years, um, and we started the brand from the ground up, uh, from product to um, creating the products locally, a lot of sourcing ingredients, materials, and really getting the brand started. We now have over nine locations there. So um, relocated back to the US and uh, became a silent partner. Awesome. Sounds like it was a fun part of the journey. Now, maybe just to follow up that, because I think you mentioned after Singapore, you went to Africa. Is that right? You know, throughout Singapore, I traveled quite a bit throughout Asia and Africa, and um, especially with Lush Cosmetics, one of the uh, core values is uh, the ingredients are ethically traded from various sources to really help individuals and small communities um, throughout Africa, as well as the Southeast Asia region. So I started working with a lot of small communities, um, especially in education, helping individuals across Africa and Southeast Asia. Hmm. So, you, so you started on that, took advantage of, it sounds like some great opportunities as well as uh, some great experience. So you were there for Singapore for four years and also getting to travel throughout Asia and Africa, um, building uh, up the business. Now, I think at one point you mentioned that you decided to relocate back to Utah or come back to the States. Is that right? Yeah. So um, my mom was actually uh, sick. So I decided to spend more time with family and re relocated back to Dallas um, from there. Now, when you're coming back, did you have a plan what you were going to do or is it just, hey, need, want to be closer to family and I'll figure it out when I get there? Kind of what was that uh, the step or how did it go from there? Yeah, it, I actually did not have a plan what I wanted to do, um, but I knew that I was always a entrepreneur and had that mindset. So I was going to figure it out once I got here. And so walk us through what or how did you what did you figure out? How did you figure out and what did you end up doing? So throughout my travels, I actually met my business partner um, who's based out of Sweden. 
and he has done quite a bit of work with um, children in sex trafficking and um, helping children, uh, freeing them from various areas within Southeast Asia. So through the social impact work, um, he's been in the technology industry blockchain uh, for quite some time. He's done quite a bit of projects in robotics and artificial intelligence. So we decided to combine our powers and um, work on something where we could help children and especially providing accessibility of technology to disrupt that cycle and be able to provide educational um, resources to individuals globally. Now, so, you know, that makes sense. So it's great to have that connection. You have the business partner that, you know, you met a lot in the journey, so to speak. But now, you know, taking that from kind of an idea or concept, what was the reduction or how did you actually make that in a business or where did it take and, you know, kind of give us an idea as to how that got started? Yeah, so it started with a business idea. And um, we, I'm very uh, meticulous when it comes to writing out a plan and really figuring out each step of the process. So mm -hmm. I have kind of um, proud myself in marketing as well as product development and seeing it completely through. And, and um, so we developed, we started working on a product, the first product, how we were going to launch it, who our targeted market was, um, and the problem we were solving. And we knew there was a need for it. So, and it was very niche market. So we started kind of building our brand that way. And what was, and I know you hit on it just a bit, but help us understand what was the actual company? In other words, it sounded like, you know, there was certainly a mission and helping with, you know, edu education and, you know, realizing that sex trafficking is an issue and everything else. But, you know, what was the, the business or what was the, the problem you're solving or kind of how did you... So what did you settle in on as far as kind of now how to, to make or create something and, and uh, make it profitable? Yeah, so we started working on um, Techways XR was initially the brand. And now we've kind of converted into um, what's called MBD Financials. And we started off with um, educational solutions and having that reach in developing communities uh, via VR interactive gamification um, platform. So whether it was virtual reality or augmented reality, um, individuals were able to have access to it and they were learning specific financial uh, models, how to become financially, um, how to become financial free freedom while learning and developing skill sets. So various types of skill sets, whether it was, um, a specific technical skill, or if it was, um, you know, learning how to code, very simplified skill sets, which they could get certified in. So now is this a non-for-profit, for-profit? In other words, it seems like if you're going into what is typically disadvantaged or third world countries, other way, they don't have a large amount of income to expend on this type of, you know, augmented reality, virtual reality, interactive type of thing, then it seems like, you know, is that something where it's, you know, a charity and people donate and allow you to or accomplish a mission? Or did you make that into a, you know, a, pro a standalone profitable business or kind of help us to understand that? Yeah, so we were able to come up with an um, ecosystem where individuals could actually learn, earn, and be able to monetize based off of that. 
So it's accessibility agnostic, which means you could use a cell phone to have access to it. You could have, uh, if you want more of an immersive experience, you could utilize um, virtual reality. But what we created is a Web3 in the Web3 space, utilizing not non-fungible tokens, where people can actually create digital twins of products and services and be able to monetize. And we created a reward system. So when you look at uh, the Web2 space organizations and businesses, they can now transition over into the Web3 space, create a loyalty model uh, created with community. But as they're earning and individuals that are participating within our ecosystem in developing countries, they're earning rewards. And those rewards could be traded in for basic necessities. You've got food at the local grocery store or clothing or education in general. Yeah. Well, sounds like it was a, a good setup. So, so now as you kind of got that started, you know, helps understand, you know, how long ago did you get that started and kind of how's it gone and where is it at today? Yeah. So we started that actually uh, initially, it was the development stage, and we were in the education sector here. And then we wanted to create this virtual environment where people could actually people could interact, and uh, and the platform started growing. So we launched our digital currency as well as the platform around uh, March of last year, and we started really building the brand itself and developing. Um, and then soon it was self-funded between my business partner and I, and we soon realized that it was time to start um, bringing in VC funding uh, to really grow that platform and the business in itself. I've never raised capital before, so I went in capital raise journey and for May, and um, we closed a seed round of $10 million around August, uh, September of last year. Awesome. Sounds like it was a great journey and we're able to find some uh, great success and uh, raising some of the, the funds for it. So now help us understand kind of where the business is at today. Is it launch profitable, making tons of money, still, uh, you know, preparing to launch, got beta testers, gone bankrupt, any role of the above work kind of give us an idea. Where is it at today? Yeah. So we actually are getting ready to launch our product. We went through beta testing we have uh, various projects, various solutions, various artists and um, that are we're actually onboarding onto our platform, uh, small businesses to medium-sized businesses that are looking into getting into the space, um, we're currently onboarding. So we're, we're really excited about the community and the traction we've received um, and will become uh, profitable actually, generating revenue as soon as we launch. Awesome. Well, sounds like it's a good and gives gives an idea when do you think that launch will be or is that uh, still yet to be defined or kind of where do you when do you see that happening? We're going to actually have a full launch by the end of this month. Um, currently, we're still ongoing our beta testing. Awesome. Well, sounds like it'll be fun. So now if we were to, to kind of uh, maybe project out just a little bit and look into the future a little bit, you know, take the next, you know, six to 12 months, where do you see things headed? Where do you, where do you hope they'll, they'll, they'll go? So in six to uh, 12 months, we're actually continue, we're going to continue to grow out this platform. In addition to that, we're um, within our roadmap, we are going to add financial solutions. And um, after that, we're adding digital uh, real estate. So a lot of real world utilities that are being added in with this virtual environment and where 
the entire metaverse and um, cryptocurrency, digital currencies kind of transitioning over to. So our uh, goal is going to be to onboard as many Web2 space and really educate individuals that are currently there that don't quite understand the Web3 space as much as we can and show them the value behind it. So a continued growth on not just the current product that we're launching, but the future products as well. Awesome. Well, sounds like it'll be an exciting path and uh, hopefully a, a great journey ahead. So... Well, now as we've uh, kind of reached the present day of your journey and even looking a bit into the future as to where things are hopefully headed, a uh, great time to transition to the two questions I always ask at the end of each episode to so jump to those now. So the first question I always ask is, along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made and what did you learn from it? One of the worst business decisions that I've ever made would be um, utilizing marketing tools uh, way too early. Um, one of the things that I've learned is there's a time and um, there's a strategic time where to spend those specific funds. And you have to be very conservative from the very beginning. So being too early can hurt you and you lose the momentum and the traction. So if I were to redo it, I would wait a bit until uh, I started, uh, until we launched the product fully. Makes perfect sense. You know, it's always a balance. You know, if you wait too long, you don't want to be kind of the, if we build it, they will come and then you get here, you build it and nobody comes because you didn't uh, load the pipeline uh, sufficiently before it was ready to launch. But on the other hand, if you get going too early, try and use all the tools and do that, it can kind of cause the opposite thing where you're launching before you're ready and you don't have something that people can use and you don't have something to sell. So it is that del or that delicate balance and make or makes perfect sense uh, how the mistake was made but also the the great uh, lesson to learn from it absolutely now, so now second question um if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business what would be the one piece of advice you give them i would tell them that really take a look at your business model and the problem that you're solving in the specific space that you're in. There's numerous amount of resources, so educate yourself. There's plenty of resources out there, um, whether it's from funding or whether it's resources. And um, I highly believe your network is your net worth. Uh, so utilize your network and learn as much as, much as you can from reaching out to individuals within the industry that you're in. Right. Makes uh, makes perfect sense. I think it's a great uh, takeaway and and definitely a great piece of advice. So, well, awesome. Well, now as uh, we wrap up towards the uh, end of the episode, if people want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Absolutely. So you can look us up at mbdfinancials.com. You can reach out to me at um, May Maboob. You can look up May Maboob on LinkedIn, as well as info at mbdfinancials.com. You can email us, um, reach out all of our social media. Awesome. Well, sounds like some great ways to connect and definitely encourage everybody to reach out, support a great company. If nothing else, make a new best friend. So with that, thank you again, May, for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you the listeners that are out there, if you have your own journey to share and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, we'd love to have you. So just go to inventiveguest.com, apply to be on the show. 
couple more things as listeners. Make sure to click share, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us to share these journeys with even more startups and small businesses to help them along their journey to success. And on that note, if you ever need help along your journey with patents, trademarks, or anything else with your startup or your small business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Thank you again, May, for coming on the podcast and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thank you so much for having me.